Hey everyone, whoa, that's not, sorry. Welcome to part two of the Power to Change series that we're doing. If you, if you missed last week, um, we talked about how if you want lasting change in your life, you need to work on who before the do. So based off the idea that you do what you do because of what you think of you. So in order for real lasting change to happen, you need to first change the mindset of what you think about yourself and before you try to change the, the behaviors or the, the habits. Because you realize if you change your behavior or habits, it's, it's really just behavior modification. You're not dealing with the root issue, which is about how you think of yourself. And so in that too, we, we saw how the Bible is very clear about how God sees us and how he says that we're sought after. He says that we're forgiven, that we're accepted, that we're loved unconditionally, and so much more that the Bible tells us. And so tonight, we're going to focus on changing the mindset of how we think about what we do. And so last week was changing what we thought about ourselves, and now it's about changing how we think about what we do. And as I mentioned last week, a lot of the content from this series comes from this book called The Power of Change by Craig Rochelle. And, and so I'm just barely going over some of the, the principles that he has in this book. But I encourage you, if you want to go a little bit deeper to get the book, it would definitely be worth the read and everything. Um, but let me, um, I know we just pray, but sometimes I just need to calm my heart a little bit. So I'm just going to pray right now and invite God into this time. So Lord... We just come before you, and we just thank you uh, for the opportunity to hear from you and your word. And God, I just pray that anything that is not of you, Lord, would just be uh, quickly dismissed tonight. God, I pray for just um, healing in, in each person's heart, Lord, in areas maybe that they are needing um, change or wanting change and desiring change. And I pray that you would just meet us right here in this place, that you give us wisdom and discernment, Lord, of how to do that with you. And so we just pray tonight would just be a powerful time of experiencing your presence, Lord. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so let me ask an honest question. How many of you love to win? By show of hands, how many of you love to win? Okay, I know there's more of you because I've seen some of you guys play spaz ball and euchre. And maybe some of you guys aren't raising your hand because you feel like it's the unchristian thing to do. Like you're supposed to let other people. Like, go ahead. No, no, you first. No, 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 you go first. And although I would say that's, that's very considerate of you, you might change your mind as we read a passage where, where Paul is asking the Corinthians a certain question here in 1 Corinthians 9.24. He says, don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. And so we're to run to win. Paul didn't say run to finish. He didn't say run for fun which I don't understand how that's even a concept. Um, no offense to all you track, track people out there. Um, but he didn't say run for the participation trophy as well. He said run to win. And to quote the famous theologian, Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> so it's in the Bible, run to win. If scripture tells us to run to win, why does it feel like so often we're not winning? Why does it feel like we're not winning spiritually? You want to draw close to God or get close to him, but it feels as though you're taking two steps forward and maybe three steps back. 
And maybe some of you can even relate to that even even tonight where if you were with us a couple weeks ago on the Converge trip, it just felt amazing experiencing God's presence where there was like really not a ton of distractions and we were able to focus on him. And then you come back to reality here and life is busy. You're back in the routine and it feels as though you've taken steps back. And why does it sometimes feel like we're not winning uh, financially? No matter how hard we try, we can't seem to get ahead. Why does it feel like so many people for many of us that we're not winning relationally, where we just long and desire for, for um, just a strong, intimate, and, and loving relationship, yet so many times our relationship struggles. And why is it when we don't feel like, or when it doesn't feel like we're overcoming our mind? We want to try so hard to, to think Christ-like thoughts, but instead we feel consumed by anxiety or constant worry. If we're supposed to win, we're to run the race to win, why aren't we winning? And the answer for so many of us is because we've been trying too long. You've been trying too long. It's very common, especially among Christians, uh, to live what the author Craig Rochelle from his book says, the, or he called the theology of trying. And you can even hear it in some of our language around the church I'm trying to get close to God. I'm trying to read my Bible. I'm trying to be consistent in praying. I'm trying to stop procrastinating. I'm trying to eat better every single day. I'm trying not to make excuses. I'm trying to go to bed early, but the spirit of Netflix and video gaming is pulling me in. Trying to start exercising, trying to be better with my money. And again, the problem for so many people is that you've been trying for too long. And so what I'm hoping to do tonight is to bring a very powerful change in perspective straight from God's word. And I want to try to help us change how we think about change. And I do realize I just said try in there. And so try is kind of like a bad word now it seems. But like I mentioned earlier tonight, we're, we're going to be talking about how we need to change the mindset of what we do. If last week was the spiritual who, where we're where we see who we are in Christ and believing that changes how we live our lives. It's, it's, tonight is the spiritual how. Like how we, wish, we should think about the power of God to change our lives. It's a change in mindset. And so why do so many people continue to struggle? Why do we want change but we can't seem to change? And the answer is, again, because you've been trying for too long. And I don't know if I'm the only one here tonight that needs to hear this. Um, but here's the change in mindset. I encourage you by the power of God's word to stop trying. And that's it. Stop trying. No, I'm kidding. That's not just it. Stop trying, but start training. Start, stop trying over and over again and start training to become who God called you to be. When Paul would write to the Corinthians, they understood this competitive metaphor that he gave because Corinth was a city in Greece and every four years, Greece hosted the Olympics, and they would love the competition, and they would be leaning in when Paul asked that question again in 1 Corinthians 9, 20, 24, where he says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. And so now let's see what Paul continues to say to them and to us tonight. He says, all athletes are disciplined in their trying. It doesn't say that, does it? No, it doesn't say that. 
It says, all athletes are disciplined in their training. So stop trying and start training. And then he goes on, 1 Corinthians 9.25, he says, they do it to win a prize that will fade away. Because they would literally, they would have like a, a wreath around their neck and, and it would just wither and eventually die. So it literally would fade away. But he says, but we do it for an eternal prize. So as followers of Jesus, we do it for the eternal prize. Because we do it for the glory of God. And because we train for something that is going to last for eternity. And he goes on, 1 Corinthians 9, 26 through 27, he says, So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. So stop trying. Start training. Do you want to become more godly? Well, the Bible never says to try to be more godly. The Bible never says try to, to honor God with your faith. The Bible never says, tells you to try to be more healthy or to try to be more disciplined. Instead, Paul says in 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8, he says, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So he's saying, it's great, work out physical, that's great. But it's even better when you work out spiritually and godliness because then you're, you're reaping the benefits not only for this life but in the life to come. Dallas Willard said, we're not trying to be different people. We're training to be different people. It's a change in perspective. I'm not trying, I'm in training. And so what's the difference between trying and training mindset? Trying is an attempt to change with minimal commitment. When you're trying, you're often bringing a half-hearted attempt, and you've already got your excuse clause. I'm trying to pray, which means you might not actually pray. It gives us permission to fail because we've already just said, I'm trying, and there's a way out. I'm trying to read my Bible, but you're probably not. I'm trying to be nicer, but they're not being Nice. I'm trying not to eat the whole thing, but I did because, again, trying is an attempt to change with minimal commitment. Training, on the other hand, is a whole different mindset. Training is a wholehearted commitment to achieve a specific result. It's an all-in commitment designed to bring, again, a specific result. And, that, and you know the difference. When we're trying, it's like you just show up and you're just hoping. I'm trying to do better this time. I'm trying. But when you're training, you get the gear, so to speak. If you're going to be a runner, you, you buy the shoes, you buy the expensive socks, you buy the shorts, maybe the, the hat or glasses that are aerodynamic. You get the gear. And then you create a game plan. Rocky doesn't just fight Apollo Creed without having a game plan and without training. He's got a game plan. He plays Eye of the Tiger, and then he goes running, and he runs up the steps of the Capitol and, and just, you know, people following and cheering. And then he goes down to um, a snow place somewhere on the ground, and he's chasing chickens around because he's not trying. He's in training. You get ready. And so if you're in training to change, to become the person that God wants you to become, you get the gear. You open the Bible. You maybe get another book that talks about it, or you watch sermons on, online, or 
you're going to find a mentor or a trainer and learn from them. You devote your time to it. And when people ask you, how do you have time for it? You can respond that I have time for it because it's a priority in my life to do it. I'm not trying. I'm in training. The example for me would be um, when my marriage was struggling about 12 years ago. Maybe some of you guys were here on Sunday and so you heard my wife Holly share a little bit about it. But um, I wasn't trying to save my marriage with a half-hearted attempt. I was in full training mode. I called a marriage counselor. I joined a 12-step program uh, to help learn tools combating pornography. And I had a sponsor who helped keep me accountable. I read the Bible. I, I read books about marriage. I met with pastors and mentors and counselors. I, I got the gear, so to speak. And I created a game plan and I was committed wholeheartedly. And it felt a lot different than all the other previous t attempts to trying to stop looking at porn or trying to work on, on having a better relationship with my wife. There was a shift in my mindset. And we announced earlier tonight just this Celebrate Recovery that happens on Thursday. I can't encourage you guys enough. Just knowing some of the struggles that happen in this place, um, I honestly think we're all qualified to be in there. Just to have that support in that community that, that wants to find healing and change in, um, in their lives. And so if, if you guys haven't ever checked it out, just highly encourage you to check it out. It, it was life-changing for me as well. And so going back to, to last week, when you know who God wants you to be, you know your identity, you're not trying to become that. You're in training to become that. You're not trying to get close to God, but you're in training to get close to God. And so again, when you're in training, what do you do? You get the gear and you create a plan. And so you're training to be close to God. What does this look like? You study your Bible, you get the Bible app or you get a, a prayer app. You get a Unite t-shirt because, you know, you get the gear. You got to look. No, okay, you don't have to dress for it. Um, but you get a journal. So you can write down what God is revealing to you. And you take notes in church because you don't want to let the truth just come and go. And you, you take, um, you play worship music so that you can fill your mind with God's presence. And you need to plan. And so when you, when you plan in your training, you plan to, to come to church every week because it's so powerful and encouraging to hear God's word. And by doing that, you can learn what God's will is for your life. And then you're serving somewhere because just like Jesus didn't come into this world to be served but to serve others, we're going to follow his lead and we're going to serve others as well. And we recognize that we don't just go to church but that we are the church. And you're praying daily. You see, when you're trying, you give up if it gets too hard or when you feel like it. But when you're training, you don't just act according to your feelings. You act according to your commitment. When you're an athlete, when you're a competitor, when you're a disciple of Jesus, fighting for something that matters, when you've got a vision, a goal, or a dream, trying instead of training is just unthinkable. We're not just trying to be godly. We're training ourselves to serve God in every area of our life. It's a change in your mindset. 
And so going back to what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, 26 through 27, he says, so I run with purpose in every step. I mean, can you guys imagine if we had that mindset every day where we have purpose in every step and we're asking God to direct us and to lead us in that day, to maybe reveal to us who he'd want us to bless or just to encourage or to love um, and and maybe how does he want us to spend our time, our money, or our resources? I, I can't even fathom like what a difference in this world we would make if we all had this missional mindset of, of God, how could I be used today? And how could I live my day with purpose? And so this is again what he says. He says, I've got purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete. Again, it's the who, like we talked about last week, it's the identity. So he identifies himself as an athlete and like an athlete, training it to do what it should. So is your body your master? Or is the power of God through you more powerful than the wrong desires in you? I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. I'm not trying, I'm training. I got the gear, I got the plan, and I'm training it. So when I'm trying, I'm hoping to be something that I'm not. When you're in training, you're getting better at what you already are. And so what does this look like played out practically? And you guys, I'm not up here pretending that I have this all figured out and just, just follow me, copy what I do. Um, because I'm right there with you guys. I'm wanting to learn how to find lasting change in my life. I've been saying that I'm, I'm trying to to be healthier, but after reading this book, The Power to Change, I can recognize that it's only been a half-hearted attempt with minimal commitment uh, before I even started. And no lasting change happens from that. And so practically it starts again with what do I believe about myself? And, and why? Because what you do, you do what you do because of what you think of you. And so if I believe that I'm a healthy person or that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, instead of trying to get healthy, I would think of it as of myself as being a healthy person in training. I then would get the gear, meaning maybe probably a healthier menu or diet. Um, and then I would have a game plan, maybe eating out less or making maybe just smaller portion sizes. Um, and then maybe working out more. You have a plan. And maybe I'd pick up running like Paul mentions here, but not for fun because I don't understand how that works. Um, but all of this would come from a changed mindset. Let's say that you're, you know, you're, you're trying to be a good friend. Instead, change the mindset. You're a good friend in training. You're generous with your time and your resources and you're building them up with the right words instead of tearing them down. You buy matching clothes like Roman and Brendan. Uh, you can see this is this is them. Yeah, this doesn't happen by trying. This is training, you guys, to to walk in sync like that, to wear matching clothes. Okay, so they got the gear. You. you but hopefully you guys get the idea. You begin to equip yourself 
with what you need to begin training. You create a game plan. I probably just lost you guys for the rest of the night. I, I get it. I get it. It's Roman and Brendan. All right, so a little shift of thinking here. So now some of you might be thinking, like, okay, all this is great in theory, training instead of trying, right? That's great. But the struggle sometimes comes uh, with the idea of discipline. You feel as though you lack discipline to follow through with the changes that you want to make. And when you're differentiating between trying and training, the very distinguishing part is the discipline. So training instead of trying means choosing discipline. And discipline means choosing what you want most over what you want now. To experience real lasting change, to finally live the life that you want, and you choose discipline. And the reason a lot of us struggle with discipline is because, let's be honest, discipline is painful. It feels painful. Going to the gym when you would feel like sleeping or doing something else like Netflix or playing video games, it's painful. Putting your phone down so that you can focus on the person in front of you, for some of you, that's really painful. No one likes pain, so why would you choose pain? Well, the reality is, either way, there's pain. You have to choose pain, but you get to choose which kind of pain. And it says in Hebrews 12, 11, no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Again, that word trained in there. So you're going to experience pain. Discipline may feel painful, but if you don't live a disciplined life, you're going to experience pain of regret. Not choosing what you want now feels painful. But if you do choose what you want now, you will later experience the pain of not having what you want most. In school, studying is a total pain. But not studying leads to the pain of, of failing a test or having to retake a class. Saying no to temptation is a pain. But saying yes to temptation, then you go through the pain of guilt and shame. And I don't think I have to teach that to you guys. You, we all understand that. Going to the gym to exercise or work out is pain. But if you don't exercise regularly to take care of your body, then you have the pain of an unhealthy body that is just screaming at you. And so the bottom line is you can't avoid pain. And so the question is, will you choose the pain of discipline or the pain of regret? And I personally found that the pain of regret is way worse than the pain of discipline. You see, pain along the way is a much better, lot easier going down the road than realizing you missed out on some huge aspect of your life that God had waiting for you. Okay, so you might be thinking, okay, if, if discipline is what I need, then I'm in trouble because I'm not disciplined, to which I would say that's not true. You are actually disciplined. If you look at your life where you're struggling, you will see that there is a lack of discipline in that area. But if you look at the areas of your life where you're winning, I think you'll see that you're disciplined. And that training works. And there's most likely parts in your life where you're seeing that it works. So think of discipline as choosing to do what's most important to you. And you repeatedly do some things that are important to you. You eat and you sleep. Those are disciplines. 
And you probably have some disciplines that are not helping you win. You may stress eat or oversleep or, again, watch countless hours of Netflix or check your phone 160 times a day. And those are all disciplines. You've trained yourself to do those things. Proof that you can be disciplined. Proof that you are disciplined. And so now it's time to be disciplined, to choose what you want most over what you want now in the most important parts of your life where you want lasting change. Why? Because your desires don't determine who you become. Your disciplines do. And trying doesn't bring lasting change. Training does. And so based on who you want to become, how are you going to train? You want to be a strong trusting follower of Jesus, you're going to get the gear, so to speak. And you're going to get the plan because you're not trying, you're in training. And when you're in training, you get better at what you already are, the person God created you to be. And you guys, that's, that's basically it. And I, I hope this series... Um, it's been encouraging to you, if not challenging. We weren't originally going to do this, this series, but I felt like God had, had put it on my heart to do it. And I don't know if maybe if it was selfishly, just knowing there's some things in my life that I know I need to change or that I want to change. And I've just grown so tired of just hitting that same cycle and that same wall of just attempting change, but then feeling like it never really sticks. And I can't help but think that it, uh, I'm not alone in, in this room this size. I imagine a lot of us are believing wrong things about ourselves and we're continuing to make bad choices in our life. And so I, th- I, I just think how valuable it is if this many people in this room could come to the conclusion that maybe what they're thinking about themselves has been directing them to do the things that they're doing. And so really starting there of of what are you saying to yourself? What are some messages maybe that you've picked up along the way in your life that this little filter maybe that you have been processing your life experience and everything, a lie that you've adopted? And what would it be like if if we replaced that filter and we put on the filter of how God sees us, that he sees us so loved and forgiven and accepted? And then that we would be disciplined, choosing what we want most over what we want now. And yeah, it's painful. But it's also painful. And I know we could all share our testimony of how painful it is when you're not disciplined as well. And so I don't know if it will help just to almost treat trying like it's a bad word. Maybe even catch yourself when you're saying, I'm going to try it. It's like, oh, half-hearted commitment with minimal commitment, right? It's like, let's just try to, (laughs) look at I said it, let's just avoid that word and train. And I can't, again, imagine how amazing it would be for each of you to just see yourself in the way that God sees you. And to live your life and and create your habits and change in your life based on that as well. Someone close us in in prayer here and then we're going to worship one more song. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we we thank you for your unconditional love for us, God. We're thankful for the truth that you speak over us.
And God, I just pray that um, that your spirit do a work that, that no one else can do in this room. That you provide the lasting change that we're each desiring, Lord. The areas in our life that we want to be forever rid of. I pray for a boldness, Lord, that comes from you. I pray for a determination that comes from you, Lord, to, for us to be disciplined, to choose what we want most over what we want now. And God, I pray for just healing in every aspect of the word, in each heart, in each life in this room. God, that we can find lasting change with the help of your Holy Spirit, Lord. And I just pray for, for that power, God, to just move in this room. And it's in your powerful name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our community opening the word today. We here at Unite challenge you to grow in your relationship with God, to grow in your relationship with others, and to go out and live a Christ-centered life. To learn more about Unite, follow our social media pages or go to our website at mpcc.org unite. God bless. Mm-hmm.